you're not you've definitely done things differently but mm. not like it's not like you you know left to go traveling when you were 19 and like you know no. what I mean? but so, yeah 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 no I, I, and that's what i thought like it kind of dawned on me the other day is like i've had three children before i'm 30 like yeah that it's like that's a less trodden path these days yeah it is welcome to the less trodden path podcast a dedication to untangling the world in a raw and honest way, following your gut and your dreams, no matter what they may be. Often they are different to what is known as the norm, a step out of the comfort zone, the path less tread. We are here to help inspire you to take your own path by sharing both our own journey and the stories of others too, making it clear along the way that anyone can do it, whatever it may be. With all the ups and downs, the good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly included. Dreams take time, but if you put your all into it, time doesn't mean anything. This week we speak to a good friend of Benedict's, Leon, who after pursuing an acting career and finding himself on the set of EastEnders and Casualty, realised his family and mental health was far more important. Leon preaches the value in taking the time to understand who you really are by stripping yourself of the identities that don't belong to you and by being true to yourself. From embracing your strengths to living in the moment and the adventure that is being a parent, this is Leon's very own Less Trodden Path. I don't have any, there's too many places to go. I'll be spending all my time living out my bucket list. Yeah, now, like, I definitely feel like some of my purpose is is to help, uh-huh. you know, support friends and, and stuff that are having children. It's, it is, uh, it's huh. actually, it's crazy. Like, it's so hard. It's like the hardest job in the world. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an adventure in itself, eh? 100%. All right, so shall we just crack on? I have been, I've been recording a little bit already, but I think we should just get on with the, the main meat of this, eh? Yeah, 100%. Let's do it. Um. So, Leon... We uh we've known each other a little while, um, and you're like, you know, from from when I first know uh, got to know you through to now, you've had quite the adventure. <laughs> mm. You've done a lot of things. Like as as far as people I know, you've worn many hats and you continue to <laughs> do so. So like, I guess like, how do you explain like how you got to where you are, <laughs> if you can. Uh. That's it, yes. I mean, yeah, definitely wearing a lot of hats <laughs> is the one way of putting it. Going down a load of different paths is another way. I think, like, to sum it up before we get in any detail, I've definitely just explored a lot of different kind of avenues in terms of career, like, just searching for some sort of purpose. I think that's, you know, was my thing. And I always felt like I chopped and changed too much. Yeah. Because I was never, I was never ever satisfied um, with what I was doing. Like, and I always felt like I could do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why don't I do that as well? Like, oh, I learned to do that. Oh, I could do that, and <laughs> I just pick things up and, and and kind of run with them. Um, but I think it was all just because I didn't want to live a straight up like same job mm-hmm. nine to five like through the end so like 
the same as many, like the same reasons for many people to go traveling and to, you know, explore kind of different parts of the world. That was kind of the same thing for me, but in terms of job and career. And I think that comes from my dad because my dad had always said, like, you have to enjoy yeah. what you do as a job. Mm-hmm. And my mum was very much like, you should just work. It doesn't matter what you work as. You just need to work, like, mm-hmm. work anywhere for any amount of money. You just need to, she was very much like a good work ethic she was trying to instill in us. But as soon as my dad was like on the side, he was like, yeah, but you need to enjoy it. You, <laughs> that was the one that stuck with me the most. Yeah. So I kind of explored all of these different things, trying to find something I was happy to do, but also something that I was kind of good at and I felt like I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, how do you go about it? How do, how do you go about it? How do you go about um, that? I don't know. I, th- I think from the, from right right from the start in terms of leaving school and stuff, I I wanted to be an actor, but I think that came off the back of just being good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, just being good at it, living in kind of like a, you know, going to a small town school, um, having like quite high self-esteem, you know, feeling... Mm-hmm. Like I was quite a confident person, so performing, you know, whether that was music or on stage or, or whatever, I always like lapped it up, always enjoyed being centre of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that kind of gave me the basis to kind of be like, I don't know, there's always this feeling, I don't think it was, it was never arrogance. No. But I always felt like I wanted to make more of myself than sort of my current surroundings. Mm-hmm. I just always felt like, there weren't much going on and I kind of wanted to be a part of things that were happening. So um, it's funny that I had these kind of dreams and aspirations, but I always had a plan B. Like I always took the kind of, I had a backup with me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Which may, you know, I've questioned whether that's kind of held me back from maybe going as far as I needed to go. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's, it's given me, you know, my mental health is, good because of it and the ups and downs weren't you know the downs weren't too bad because I always had plan B if you know do you know what I mean it kind of kept me stable um which I felt was really important um but I left university um I left school went to university as opposed to going to drama school um again it was that kind of I don't want all my eggs in one basket I want to be an actor but at the same time I want to have a degree to kind of fall back on mm-hmm. um so yeah I went to university studied film and drama and kind of started to get involved in the new theatre in London. And that's kind of where it, it all started, really, getting involved with other sort of young, aspiring actors. I was in a big city as well, so I was taken out of this kind of sleepy environment and into a kind of much more busy, multicultural, kind of forward-thinking, you know, way of living. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of sparked a lot of productivity in me um so i wanted to work really hard i was doing my degree also got really obsessed with you know trying to learn another language and trying to do just make the most of my time i was playing football um, for the university first team at the time as well I was, like, i've always been very passionate about football and um, so i'd train with football i'd be in the gym and then i'd be just every moment i just it was that kind of typical like oh I'm, i want to be successful and i'm going to work hard at it yeah. kind of thing i was always listening to motivational videos and all of this and i just kind of i just became very wrapped up in that kind of rat race i suppose yeah. it was that kind of rat race to kind of become an actor and things just you know i got signed to my agent and things started snowballing and i kind of even though i was 
So in theatre with other people, you know, good actors and young actors and actresses from London, I still felt like I could carry my own. I still felt like I was one of the better um, actors at the time. Um, and I just always had that self-confidence, I think. Um, and then that kind of took me into getting my first TV job, um, which was a series called Youngers on the E4. Um, and then I did Casualty, it was just one episode, and that was kind of, you know, a big deal for me. I was like 2014 now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, from Casualty, I did, did more theatre, and then did a few episodes of EastEnders, and then that snowballed and kind of went and worked on a film in Morocco um, and Qatar, and yeah, it just kind of, things just went well. Um, but this is all over the kind of a span of about four years, mm-hmm. um, so you think... I've listed maybe four TV jobs over four years, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is just let me know whenever. All right, there you go. You're back. We just had a technical glitch. Hopefully I can edit it in. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, yeah, it was just sort of touching on the fact that I've done four jobs over four years, which <laughs> that's, that's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. But at the time, every one of those small jobs, even though I was at the start of my career, felt amazing like mm-hmm. it was like oh, I'm on TV and I've done this and yeah. but it was the kind of downtime in between and that that was kind of at times I'd really struggle with that because you're kind of trying to make ends meet and you're kind of on one one hand you know you're, this, you're an actor and you want to you know everyone's like blowing smoke up your ass as well because, oh, you're on TV and everyone makes you feel amazing but really you're kind of like nah. I'm only at the start of my career and also I need money to live because yeah. you know, I'd, I'd settled down um, with my wife, my now wife um, and we decided that we wanted to have children and stuff as well so I had my son in 2015 um, so that was kind of after I'd done all of that other stuff 2014, 2015 it all kind of coincided um, which obviously gave that put a lot more kind of pressure on me in terms of responsibilities, in terms of planning my future a little bit more, you know, my family. I wasn't just kind of... It's a very selfish career, being in the arts, as you know, mm-hmm. like music, acting, whatever. Like, it's very selfish. You have to make selfish decisions. You have to be kind of out for yourself. It's very cutthroat. But now I have to start thinking about, you know, planning for my kind of son's birth and mm-hmm. how we're going to move forward, where we're going to live and all of this sort of stuff. So... I think that kind of put added pressure on me, but my my now wife is she's a primary school teacher, so she had a kind of very stable job at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped take a little bit of the pressure off me um, in terms of you know I've got friends who were you know their, their partners were in the industry, so both of them have unstable jobs. So it's yeah. really hard to plan you know anything really. Um, you don't know when you're going to next work. That's, you constantly feel like you're going to auditions. You constantly constantly feel like you've got um, job interview after job interview, failure after failure, rejection after rejection. Um, and you don't know when the next kind of job's going to come. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, with this idea of, like, there's no... There's nothing to set your sights on either. You know, the, the thing with acting is, you know, if you want to be a footballer, you know really that by a certain age, your body's going to start to slow up and you're going to kind of miss the boat 
and you know you may as well focus on something else and you kind of accept that whereas with acting there's no there is no end age or time where you can't you know become successful overnight or Mm -hmm. land an amazing role that kind of transforms the way you kind of you're viewed in the industry or the way you view yourself so that for me was I I hated that like I hated that you know whenever I spoke to friends and they were kind of like oh yeah you know don't be so negative because you know all this downtime only takes one job you know so and so didn't make it until they were 40 or 30 mm-hmm. and I thought I've got I've got my son my son's on the way I can't <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait until I'm 40 like what hmm. I'm I'm 21, 22 at this time, so I, I started to think about, you know, a different kind of way of living, which actually when I kind of, now I know who I am, yeah. it was always at the top of my list to have a family and to be a family man anyway. I've come from a very family-orientated family, mm-hmm. a really big family, so I, that was always there, I think, and I've kind of just returned to that and become sort of completely involved in that. Um but yeah, as like, I think being an actor kind of meant that I tried on other hats just to keep myself afloat. Like, mm-hmm. I try this and I try this. So I tried to, you know, I did all my like football coaching badges um, <laughs> in between because I was like, oh well, let me do my football coaching badges and then I can always become and set up my own coaching company on the side, and that will support me, you know, with acting and whatever. Um, I started barbering, like I'm a self-taught barber as well, just literally learned off YouTube. I'm, in, I'm from a, ha- a family of hairdressers anyway. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of always been around it, but I never wanted to be involved. Like from a young age, I was like, no, I'm, I'm never doing that. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Why not? Barbering sort of became quite cool around like 2014, 2015. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to start. I literally typed in, learn how to fade, I think, <laughs> on YouTube. And I had a notepad and I would sketch out every single step like, step one, do, do this with this guard and I'll write it out and then flip the page and then, so the first haircuts I ever did, I was like working through this book and it took me like two hours. <laughs> I was literally like, every step I'd go back to the book and make sure I was doing it right and do that and yeah, and I just yeah. ended up, that ended up becoming more of a kind of full-time, part-time job, you know, like, or a permanent part-time job that kind of helps me stay yeah. afloat really throughout like even up until this day um i think there's something to be said for it, like, which is cool like what you've highlighted there like in the sense that you you had a you had a kind of priority a goal in mind with the acting and instead of like kind of just letting it go you 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 did what you could to make sure it was still there despite all these mm. like different things um like going against you if that makes sense like you needed a way mm. to financially support yourself you had your son on the way like but yet you were mm. still like no i'm gonna make this work somehow i think there's like yeah there's a lot to be said in in your character for that if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. i mean i didn't actually leave my agent till 2019 mm. um so my son was four by then and i'd already had my daughter so i had two children and i was still plugging away like trying to make the acting thing work but balancing mm-hmm. everything else in my family and, and like I say barbering like there was there was loads of other little bits and bobs I tried to do obviously I've always done like little jobs like a lot of kind of actors do um, 
but I was like, there's a lot of other things that I was like, yeah, all right, I'm going to start doing acting classes and that kind of like fell on its face. And that was like one of it, that was one of my first like big, big failures where something like really didn't go to plan. Mm. Um, and that kind of was like a big lesson for me. Um, but I kind of was like, oh, I'll just do something else. Yeah. You know, I, and, and that's where like I've always questioned how much perseverance I had because I'd always chop and change that. If it didn't work, I'd just be like, oh, I'll just do something else. And I'd set it up, set the logo up, get a uniform and get going. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, I've learned to admire that about myself. But yeah. at the time, when things didn't go right and they kept, uh, things kept failing, I often thought like, oh, is this just, am I just, is that me? Do I just give up on everything? Mm-hmm. Like I'm someone that just throws the towel in with everything. And I look back now um, at a lot of these things, you know, even moving forward from that and working in schools and working with young people and setting up my own company in terms of mentoring, that was, I got to a stage where I was like, well, I can talk to young people because I've got, I've just dipped my toe in so many different yeah. places. Do you know what I mean? And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I just stuck to one thing. No. There's a and also, of... like... No, keep going, sorry. And I was just saying, also, like, one of my friends, and it might be a similar point to, your, to what you're going to bring up, but one of my friends said, like, you just got to look at how kind of complete you are as a person by, like, all these incomplete pieces, if that kind of makes sense, which is yeah. a really kind of cool way of looking at it. Yeah, I was going to, like, it's this is a funny quote to bring to mind, but, like, there were, I once heard this athlete um, say a quote, and he was like, they say winners never quit, but actually what winners do is they, they quit things all the time because they try things and they don't work. And then they tried other things and you get used to that like resilience of if it doesn't work the first time, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, like it doesn't mean you just have to find like, you know, you move on to the next thing, you move on to the next thing. And in like you say, even if none of them kind of come to light, you never know when it's going to come to use. You know, you never know when you're going to, the lessons you've learned over, you know, trying to start something and it not quite working. You never know when those lessons will carry over to something that will work, you know? Yeah, and I think that's that kind of era I was on about when I was, you know, 2021. A lot of people do very well off it, but a lot of people get kind of caught up in this idea of, you know, motivation and success and, you know, surrounding yourself by similar like-minded people and, and only sort of being around the best. And, uh, you know, there's so much pressure. And I think it's, a lot of people have done really good things by, by having that mindset and that mm. mentality. But there is a huge, huge section of people that, that has absolutely broken them. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? All of that pressure. And, and they don't talk to you about the failure side of things. But if you're really persistent on, on the same thing and you're not willing to try anything else, you're like, no, 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 I'm going to, you know, because I've watched this video and I feel motivated again, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. again and you fail again. Like, those lows are so, so hard to take. I, I think they are anyway. And yeah. if you compare yourself to other people doing the same thing and it's like, what don't I have? They're doing this yeah. and they're doing that. Whereas if you kind of, you know, you're not gripping onto it so hard, you release it, you kind of find your purpose in, in something else and you can always end up falling back on that same path. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, you know, I feel like I've had, I don't, I don't know what year it was, but I had it, had one year where 
things got quite tough for me. Um, and I realised actually that I needed to do a bit of soul searching. Mm. And I, there was a lot of things that I needed to figure out about myself, you know, before I jumped back on the kind of, let's try this and let's do this. Mm-hmm. Because I always think if you've got cracked foundations underneath all of that, like it's only a matter of time before your mental health suffers or it's only a matter of time before, you know, things become really, really tough and, you know, almost like unbearable. So I think that the, the right way to do it, which I think obviously in this country is not really taught enough, you know, what is taught is, you know, the academic side of things and the pressure and exams from a young age is not the kind of spiritual side of things. And then once they become accomplished in who they are, then they can kind of start exploring things off, using that as a, as a bit of a basis and, and adding to that and taking away from that as they go. I just think that's a far healthier way. And I kind of did it in the re- reverse. I kind of, my identity was made up of, you know, becoming an actor and yeah. trying this and trying that. And then once that started failing, I did. I realised I didn't actually know myself at all. Um, so I had to spend a lot of time kind of figuring that out and stripping a lot of things back, cutting off a few people and, yeah, just arriving uh, much you. kind of more content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that it's really true, like, what you say. It's not really taught enough, like, uh, and there's there maybe is a bit of a shift going on now um, in mm. terms of, you know, being more looking more inward first and instead of being just that outward you know pretend like you know pretend you've got it all together and hopefully it will come all together as opposed to like admitting that you haven't and working that out first and then going from there i think that that's a definitely a lesson that it would be good for more people to hear because i don't think it's as accepted like you said there's a lot of motivational videos on online that say you can do it if you try. If you, you know, you've got to want it so bad that it happens. Like that's that is a good mentality to have in some respects and in, towards some things. But actually, there is something to be said for, you know, taking some time to yourself and going right. Who am I? Like what 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 makes me tick? Like what what really what what really motivates me? Like what do I do every day anyway? That's like you know, that's not just like. I'm I'm going to try and be this, you know. Mm. It's a bit like, you know, forcing a jigsaw piece into um something like another a piece that doesn't fit. Like you've got to find your piece and where you fit as opposed to worrying about trying to fit into the other other pieces, I guess. That's a bit of an analogy. No, 100%. And then there's so many people that are just like, you know, when you force a bit in and it kind of the pic- you can see the picture like it kind of comes together mm. but it's bent and it's kind of yeah. you know you're breaking pieces the pieces themselves are breaking up like it's you're battering yourself and I think that that's what happened to me it was just I was just trying to force a lot of things into it like, I'll just chuck the puzzle away and just be like I'll just get another puzzle and try and fit that piece in and I was just going through so many different pieces and really I just needed to kind of step back and be like okay, what is it? Like, I need to look at everything and take some time. And I was just so wrapped up in that rat race and that striving to become someone or something. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't see it all. Um, and the funny thing is now, I'm far more content now and I can appreciate things. And that, that, that was never a part of my character before. Mm-hmm. You know, because before, you kind of, 
when you're in that mindset, and when I was naturally surrounded by people like that, which I'd, I'd achieve something, and it would just be, I'd just not set another goal, and yeah. set something else. But I never really took time to appreciate it at all. Um, and I'd just set another goal and be like, oh, you know, how can I do that? And I used to put my, oh, you've done this and you've done that, or, oh, you're on EastEnders, you're on TV, like my mum watches this, and she, oh, she's so happy to say blah, 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 she's told all her friends. And then I'd just be like, feel so awkward about it. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, yeah, it's not a big deal, like, or whatever. Like, oh, it's just, because I felt like, ah, uh, this is just a start. Like, I've barely been doing anything. Whereas I look at, like, the way my mum must view it. Yeah, her son, he's gone, he's on TV. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. It's a massive deal. Yeah, you know? and my nan, like, she was so proud. I just used to think it was cringy. I'm not going to lie. I just go, oh, oh, I can't sit and watch this or I can't do this. And yeah. people talking about me. And I think that's because I was so obsessed with like, oh, what's the next thing? Or wait mm-hmm. till I do this and do that. And, you know, now I'm at the stage where I'm like, I don't have those kind of, I don't put those pressures on myself unless I've got a kind of clear structure and plan behind it. If you know what I mean, which is kind of I needed, you know, for me personally, this isn't for, this isn't like a blueprint for anything. But I just, I just found that I needed to go easier on myself. Like I needed to look after my kind of my well-being and be very grateful for what I had and be become become more content and just strip everything back. Mm-hmm. And it was this, you know, the quote is um, like <laughs> Matthew McConaughey said to find who you are first, you know, to take away who you are not. So that's that's what I did. I just cut off it like, oh, that's not me and that's not really me. Do I, do I really enjoy that? No. Do I, do I really want to hang around with those people? Probably not. Do I want to do this? Well, no. So I won't do it. What do I want to do? And I just looked at things and who I was and family was a massive, massive thing that was left. Like it was consistent. It was something that made me happy. It was something I was very proud of. I was very content when I was with my family and playing with my children. It was just like, it kind of dawned on me. It was like, I'm just stressing out about so many things about doing this, becoming this, and I've got everything I need here. Like any, anything else is literally just an add-on. And it's, and it's fine. Like I, I started to look at, I used to look at people that had lived like very straightforward lives in terms of family, work, kids, I was like, no, that's not me. I need to make something of myself and I can't just settle for less and settle for the norm. And Now I look at those people and think like, God, they nailed it. Hmm. <laughs> I think that's great. Obviously, a lot of people still struggle and they've still got a lot of things going on, like everyone has. But for me, I look at that and I think that is the simplicity of life for me. You know, for my personality, who I am, my aspirations now, all kind of surround that kind of very primitive thing of, you know, what do I pass on to my kids? And I think when you when you when you have a child and you realise that like, like it dawns on you that it's like I'm teaching and guiding a human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I used to stress about minor things. Now it's like what can be more important? What can be more fulfilling? than someone just kind of looking up to you and, and copying what you do and you notice like little personality traits and 
and, and there's like really proud moments when they do something or accomplish something without you guiding them that you kind of once were guiding them on and you know that for me was like okay I've ended up doing this which I never ever thought I would do um, and, I'm, and I live in a kind of generation where everyone's actually very you know anyway people I know people that I click with are very explorative you know whether it's traveling or whether it's career or they, they want to push themselves and everyone wants to do this and I still sometimes you know the demon that is social media I'll go on there sometimes and look at things that people are doing and I do think oh man that is amazing like I would love to do I would love to do that um you know and they're they're probably logged on and maybe they see a picture of me and my family or or whatever or hear about things and they probably think oh man I'd love to have that so it's yeah it's one it's one of of those man I think I've ended up doing something in terms of you know I've got three children now um and I'm you know 29 next month so to think that I've had three kids in the kind of generation where people don't have kids now till much, much later because they want to kind of live their lives and do things earlier, or do you know what I mean, as, as opposed to later. Um, I think that's the kind of reason why I'm a little bit of an anomaly. I don't have many friends that are in a similar position um, at all. So, that's, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm proud of. It's so cool, man. It's so cool, like that's like we said earlier, that that is a less trodden path in itself in, in itself because but what i think like uh, like obviously having kids is like huge huge thing but like it was there a switching point where you suddenly realized like hang on a minute like my success is like doing this like mm-hmm. or, or did you just I, I... did you just know from like the start like hang on a minute like this is you know I don't know. I th- yeah, I always felt like it was... I always felt like it was a part of me, to be honest. Like, I always loved kids. Yeah. Like, you know, when... What, like, younger kids and that, I'd always kind of be really engaged with them and, and love spending time with them, like little nephews and cousins and all that sort of stuff. So, I, I always loved kids and I'd love... My family is so family-orientated <laughs> that I think it was just a given for me, like from a very young age, like having a family and kind of, you know, birthdays, Christmases, holidays, like I'm very lucky that I come from a very stable Mm. family. So I think that was always a given in terms of that's what I'm meant to do. Um, And it's something I wanted as well. So I never felt pressure to kind of do it or like, oh, I must do this. I, Mm. I just, you know, I was 21 thinking like, I'd love to, you know, have a child I'd been with my wife for four years um, and I just it just felt it felt right it was something that she wanted to do she always wanted to be a kind of young parent and I, I felt like I had the energy and the time especially because you know my, my work wasn't full on because I was active and stuff like that so yeah just just I did it and like everything I've done in my life I never really reflected on it Mm. <laughs> I, I just I just did it and it was just another thing for me to get my teeth into in terms of learning how to be a parent and you know I bought loads of parenting books and I was like I'm going to do this properly like I'm not going to I just wanted to be a conscious parent I really wanted to do it right 
Um, and I want I wanted to work really hard to understand, you know, babies and you know the impact of you know, language and all that sort of stuff. And so again, just like another job, it was a bit like learning to barber or the football coaching or anything like any role that I had. Like I just was so immersed in it, and I just wanted to learn so much about it that. Did I ever, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if I ever just sort of had a moment where I was like, oh, this is my sort of success or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do you know, just, the success, honestly, for me, c- comes down to, and, and right now, and I think I got to the stage where I thought, you know, life is tough for a lot of people. Like, life is very, very hard. And, I, and even for myself, I'd gone through times where I felt the pressure and I felt very stressed and thought, oh, this is just daunting. I had my kids, and like, oh, the anxieties of, you know, parental anxieties and stuff like that. And it was just like, life's so hard. that I don't want to complicate it too much. And, mm-hmm. you know, I felt or I feel currently most happy and most successful when I'm content, mm-hmm. when I'm relaxed and when things are very, very slow which which is like the opposite to the first kind of 10 years of, of embarking on my career you know like yeah. when I was at university and everything like that everything was fast paced and, and I was like yeah everything we've discussed so far it's literally the opposite to that now which and if you would ask me this when I was 18 there's no way I would have said that this is what the situation I would have been in uh-huh. no way I think like it's a huge lesson to learn and like for some people to hear that like it you don't need to be constantly like you say there there's there's a real contentment in just being a bit slow and taking things in and just living in the moment i guess is the best way to put it like that's that's the real sort of a kind of takeaway that i'm getting from you like if you if you're constantly just looking at the next thing, what, where's the next goal? What's next? Okay, I've done that. What now? Um, you 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 don't live in the moment, and life just passes by. And almost like I've always said that life happens anyway, whether you're looking yeah. for the next thing or not. You often find yourself in the next thing, whether you were desperately thinking about it or not. And there is like a huge thing in just being content. Just being in the moment and just being like, this is this is good, um, this is life. Yeah, you know, and, and that and I think that's that is the absolute kind of pinnacle for me is that career. Like, I don't think your career should ever be. You should you shouldn't be a hundred and ten percent invested in it because like your career doesn't define you. <laughs> like you, my family doesn't define me my wife doesn't define me my relationship that like all of these pieces together make up where I am right now and that could all change in a year's time mm-hmm. <laughs> like who I am now is who I am right now because of how I'm feeling today and I'm just gonna plod along <laughs> kind of taking things in and trying to react in the best way possible do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. It was like I didn't to have these huge goals and things that you kind of felt that if I don't do that, I'm going to fail or I'm going to be a failure or you know this is me. And I spent so long trying to 
find myself in this middle, you know, this is the flip side of it. We speak about that earlier a bit, but I spent so long trying to find myself and to, you know, who am I? Like, how can I be consistent in my relationships and, um, you know, my friendships and whatever I like. So I spent so much time doing that. I've then now realized that it's cool to just be and work on certain things. If you don't like something about yourself, change it, you know, work on it, try something else or, or be better, do better, set yourself a target to, to be kinder, to, to not react so emotionally or so aggressively or to get so frustrated. But there's still certain situations that I'm put in where I'm going to react like that. <laughs> you know, when my children are involved and, and things, it's just, I, that is the way it is. I've got a lot of, I've tried to find myself actually there's so many different versions of me and I've really got to be cool with that it's like I don't want to just go I went on this big soul search to find myself and I came out the other side thinking there's so many different parts of me I've just got to be proud of it happy with it if there's a part of me that I don't like I can work on that you know but I didn't want to become too obsessed with finding myself and you know being consistent, the, like this one person. Now, that's my view of things. Mm-hmm. You know, you meet people in life that feel so accomplished and then they'll project that on everything. And I, oh, I disagree with that because this is the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's because they're so self-assured in terms of who they are and what's right for them. It's like, okay, that's great. But you don't have to do that in every conversation you have or every circumstance you're in. Um, I think consistency is good, but you've also got to be able to accept that you're going to have terrible days, you're going to have bad days, you know, there's going to be times where you make mistakes and you fall out of people and you make a wrong choice for your career or you muck up at work, like, I've just become so zen with everything, like, I'm even at work now and everyone, everyone's just like, oh, you're so laid back, like, like well, no point stressing about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no point stressing, like, I'll get to it when I get to it, you know, that that's happened, okay, how can we deal with it, how can we move forward, like, I don't really dwell on things anymore, which I've found to be super, super useful. How, like, did you go, how, like, do you go about that process? Do you use any kind of, like, techniques? Do you, do you know, like, do you meditate? Do you, what's, what's your, like, if you would, if someone listening to this, like, you know, is finding themselves, like, in, in a situation where they're not being able to kind of, be that zen like what how would how, what advice would you give someone like how well, how do you go about it well i think being an actor was was great because i spent a lot of my training like i say doing yoga um discovering a sense of self through reading um and through a lot of kind of practices because at the end of the day as an actor you have to you know become a character so you have to be aware of a lot of your own and your own way you move, the own way the way you talk, the way you react to things, you know, eye contact and you know things like that, so that you can get rid of them and add this character onto yourself. So you, from eighteen, when I started, um, you know, my course at university, I started exploring myself. Um, so I think I was very lucky to be introduced to that kind of concept. Um, from but there's so much. I I, I think the best thing that you can do is connect with people that are living a different life to you. 
you know, how you go about that, I'm not too sure. I mean, I reached out to a couple of old school friends or people that I knew that had gone travelling. I mean, one of my good friends, you know, when I was younger, he was like a family friend. I sort of didn't have much contact with him while I was chasing my acting dream and cutting off people that weren't productive in my <laughs> eyes. But he, he'd gone out and he kind of does uh, six months in India every single year. Um, and because when I was at my kind of lowest, I, I, I reached out to him and I was just like, do you know what? It can't hurt. Just, this guy looks like he's, he's doing something completely different. They, he's, you know, no stability, no kind of career, no ambition to kind of have a family and do all these things. He's the opposite to what I, where I was at. And it wasn't working. <laughs> where I was at just weren't working. So I reached out to him and I was like, Dude, can we have a can we go for a drink, have a chat? Like it's felt really random, but I'm really struggling with at the moment. You know, my mental health's not great, and you know I'm very stressed and blah blah blah. Can can we go? And he was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll, so, we went for a drink, and he was like, look, I'll give you a list of books. So he gave me a list of seven books, um, and I remember he he was a perfect person because he he said to me right there and then, like, do it when you get home, or do it wake up tomorrow and do what you need to do because you because you know and I said oh yeah but you know I know I need to I know what's good for me I know what's help. I know I need to go start going to the gym and I need to do this and he's like, he's like stop procrastinating he's like just do it tomorrow you have no reason you're just making excuses and blah 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 he's like read these books they'll, they'll you know they'll be a good support for you to kind of open your eyes and do this and do that so I started reading the next day I started making a list of three things that I wanted to do and achieve that day or whatever. It's very kind of obvious things to do. Um, and my question to him was like, fine, but I've got this motivation and you support me in this good place now, and then I'll do it for like a week, and then I'll just fall off. <laughs> and then I went, you know, until I check in with someone again who puts me back on the horse, and he's like, no, he's like, yeah, but over time, you will just start putting yourself back on the horse and it'll be fine. You'll take what you need from it. And, and sometimes it just, it even just takes a moment or something just clicks. And it's through that education of, of everything. And I started, I read a bit, I read a book called Conversations with God, which was one of the books. Cause I started reading some of the books and they, I didn't get on with them. I'm not going to lie. I was quite critical. I was quite, ah, this didn't really work for me. It's a bit kind of airy fairy and whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and this book, I started reading this book and to be honest that it was perfect for me it was very heavy it was kind of very analytical um and it was kind of explained a lot of things and a lot of questions i had and i had at the time in terms of negative stuff it explained it through there and you know one of my one of my takeaways from that book itself that stayed with me was that your your bad thoughts those thoughts that you have, you know, negative thoughts when you're feeling at your lowest and you can't be bothered to do anything, like, they are, they arise in that moment to present you with the bad so that you can look at the good. Yeah. And then you make your decision. You make your decision, like, you know, you can think to yourself, like, I'm going crazy here. Like, I'm, I'm literally, I'm nuts. Sometimes I'm nuts. Sometimes the things I think, like... You know, and when you're in that negative space, if you've ever been there and everything's so negative, you just can't be bothered to do anything. Anything anyone says or tries to help, it's just no good. And that really helped me because I started to look at it as not me thinking the thoughts, like 
as it's just presenting as a thought and an opportunity to look at the other side. Mm. So every time I started to have a negative thought or you know, I felt a bit stressed or everything, I was like, okay, so what purpose has that served? Well, it showed me that I could go and do this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, and, it, and it started to do the same with little things. And I started to work on little things like road, road rage was massive for me. I was such a dictator of my mood. Like someone... Someone pulled out in front of me in my car and ruined my day. I'd be so angry. I was like, you should be in the car with me when I have road rage. Honestly, <laughs> I'd, I'd be banging on the window, shouting like effing and jeffing. And I'd be, I'd come home, I'd be complaining to, to Soph and, oh, man, this guy did this. He put out there. He didn't even say thank you. Or, uh, she, uh, she must have thought, oh, my God, here he goes again. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it just used to annoy me for so long. Um, and then... When that happened, I, I, I mean, I'd still flip out because that was, I hadn't worked for myself enough then. So I'd still bang my window and go to do my horn. And then I'd kind of stop and be like, okay, so that's just, this is showing me the way I could react. Uh-huh. Uh, it's presenting me with that, this is the bad way to react. And I can decide to just not do that. <laughs> I can decide to just. You know, and it didn't feel right. I'm not going to lie, it didn't feel right just to smile. <laughs> I tried to force a smile, not react. You know, okay, let people, maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he was, and I started to run through things in my head, like, oh, maybe he was having a really, really bad day. Maybe this was, you know, okay, I'm not going to react to that. You know, there's, there's nothing. I don't know what he's going through. Um, and that helped me in no end, and I still do it now. You know, if there's a situation where I get really triggered or, or I really don't feel a certain way about things, I'll always let it present as a bad thought. You know, not me. Mm-hmm. And that was the most important thing. Because I always say, oh, I've got road rage or, you know, oh, I just get so angry. I'm, I've got a bad temper if I lose stuff. But I just took them on as my own personality traits. Yeah. But they, they're not. You don't they're, define they're not you. At all. It's just, they don't. They don't at all. They were just... You know, they just manifested itself at that time, maybe because a load of different things and other stresses and whatever, and they just came out in that moment. And once you start to get control of those little things like that, um, you start to kind of demiss the kind of mist that is over you. And, you know, I think little things like that, and when you look and you read different books, you get the bigger context of why these things are useful. Um, so, yeah, man, for me, it was it was reading. Reading, definitely. Um, if, you, if you can't read, then obviously YouTube's mm-hmm. a great place to go. So just start looking spirituality. That's, that's the way. I mean, it, people kind of get spirituality and, and religion across a little bit. Um, but I was very open about religion. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't someone that was very, very critical of religion, but also I wasn't very, very passionate about religion either. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of, like, yeah, okay, cool. People want to believe that and that. And then when I started to read and, and read about spirituality, I, I noticed that a, a lot of a lot of these kind of universal truths transcend all of these religions mm-hmm. anyway. And I started to take that and apply it to my own life. So. Yeah, I think there's something to be said. Like, when you start looking into some of these things, they're all trying to say the same thing. And you mm. can kind of... You, you start to you start to get that when you start looking at it and I guess it is about kind of being open enough but like you said you almost need to get to that place where you need it in order to open up yeah. to it and I think that's like a huge a huge thing to um, I don't know, get to um, I guess like this is a funny question 
the like what you've just been going on to but like what kind of as somebody that is just content in the moment and and being just being where you are do you how do you go about like future plans like or um do you have any goals for the future like what's your yeah so i i, I do like i always i'm always got something on the go or mm-hmm. i'm always thinking about like i will never that will never leave me in terms of because i think you have to even though you're content, I think in order to be content, you need the balance of, you know, to have productive moments and to, to be learning and to be what, whatever it is in your personality that makes you tick. You do need that as well mm-hmm. um, in order to be content. I need something to be content about, <laughs> which is, you know, for a lot of people, it's how can I be content? Like this situation's shit. <laughs> like, I hate this situation. Like, are you telling me to be content and relax into it? Like, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it is about building those foundations that allow you to be content through exploring, you know, spirituality and sense of self and, you know, this idea of living in the moment. Um, and then you can add on as much or as little kind of of that kind of goal, you know, achieving kind of side of things. You know, that for me, certain parts of the year, that's very, very intense and I'll get a lot done. And other parts of the year, I'm very family focused. And, you know, I mean, at the moment, amidst all of this stuff that's going on, I, I'm... I'm not very productive, but that's cool. That, that is okay with me because I know at some stage something's going to click and I'll just get back on the horse mm-hmm. and I'll do it myself and I'll then work very, very hard in a short space of time um, and feel content then again. That will kind of fuel me for my kind of contentness. So, yeah, man, when the time's right and I feel like I can be productive and some, often there's other people that kind of can spark that for you, um, you know, like yourself, sometimes you oh, do you want to come and like, play some music or, or do this? And we just go and do it. And then that would spark me then for, for that week. And it would just get me going. I'll go and do other things. And mm-hmm. once you sort of make a habit out of that, you just it just comes naturally. So, yeah, I do. I don't force things if I'm not in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think there's nothing worse than just kind of racking your brains if, you know, if you're sleep deprived or struggling with this and that there's nothing worse than trying to be productive to pull yourself out of it like give yourself time space and and some tlc and 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 when things are right then when you feel like you can or when you're kind of someone else kind of sparks it then you kind of go for it but you know on those kind of procrastination times i always get out a notepad pen or 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 call someone call Mm -hmm. someone that i know is doing stuff and then they'll kind of rub off on me and, oh, what are you doing here? And, oh, I thought about doing this and I've just set up this. I might try and do this. So I've never been one for sort of setting, like, goals in terms of I want this done over the next three months. Because, again, it just for me, that just ties into kind of stress. <laughs> like, and I want to avoid putting myself under too much stress because then it, you know, I'm not good for my family. I'm not a good dad. I'm not as good dad or, or friend or, you know, brother, all of these things. So, yeah, man, I kind of, I'm very, very relaxed about that. Um, But there may be a time in my life where I kick in and become a bit more hyper-focused on on setting goals um, and things like that. But I just think that it's a wealth of options for that. Like, there's so much stuff on YouTube. There's so much, there's so many people doing good things. It's just, it's reaching out to them. That's, you know, that's what I do, you know, at my lowest. I reached out to someone and said, you know, I'm really struggling and this. I think it's so important. But also, when you're at your best, you know, take, make the most of it. Reach out to people, connect with people, network with people and get stuff done. 
kind of yeah that's that's the way I kind of go about my business I think yeah communication yeah big time the communication there's uh, there's a quote in in it somewhere but something like you know communication is the is the key I don't know I want to I want to find like a rhyming word for communication um so do you keep like any kind of um sort of like list of things you want to do like a bucket list or like a is there any like i mean for somebody that you've done quite a lot like you know in terms of experiences you've you've got quite a few under your belt so but is there like other like is there anything that you want to do like in life or is it literally just a case now of like, no, I'm I'm gonna see what comes my way. Yeah, and I, to be honest, to be honest, I still feel like I live, even though I've. Someone would look at my life and say it's very restrictive now. You know, I've got three children, I've got a mortgage, I'm married, I've got you know, I work in a school with young people. I, it, there's, it is very restrictive, but I'm also. Like, I am very rogue, you know, by heart. So, like, I'm very rebellious to that sort of thing when I need to be. So, I will... I, I just think, well, I could just quit all of that mm-hmm. and just take my kids with me. Like, if I really wanted to, I could just sell my house. I would just quit my job. You know, I could do what you do. <laughs> I mean, it would be crazy. <laughs> and there would be some severe implications. But, man, if things happen that way, I'll just do it. I just move anywhere. I don't, I'm not. I am very, very fluid, and I've learned to be very kind of laid back. And you know, you think about. I think about taking stuff off, and you know, again, I think I'll get to a stage of my life, maybe over the next few years, where I will become very more, like a lot more proactive in terms of thinking forward. Mm-hmm. You know, but while, while my kids are young, they are kind of all encompassing at the moment. So you do, you know, trying to, you know get them to school and get them more independent and, you know, get them through that stage of their lives. And then I suppose I'll start focusing on myself mm-hmm. a little bit more. But I think while I'm, I'm very aware that actually at this stage of my life, I need to take care of, you know, my family and my own well-being, my wife's well-being, and she, you know, she takes care of her own as well, but we kind of support each other in that. You know, the people around me, my close family, friends. Um, and that is, and, and that is that. I mean, I've, there's a lot of things that I want to do in terms of my my culture, my heritage. You know, visiting Oman, um, mm-hmm. you know, exploring more of my family roots and stuff like that. But again, like I've been to the Middle East, I've been to North Africa. Like, there's, I've, it's not like I've not travelled at all. I've done that with acting. Mm-hmm. So I went with work, and you know, I, I've sat on a rooftop in Morocco, and it was just me and. I was just looked across and just thought, "Geez, this is this is incredible." So it, it's not like I've not seen any of the world at no, all. No, so no, I do get it. it. Some people that have never seen or never travelled at all, I think if you have that in you, where you've got you want, oh, I need to tick this off my bucket list. You've got to get it done, or you've got to at least try. And if, if things don't work out, try something else. Mm-hmm. Now try a different thing. I think you've got to get those things done. I'm just one of the like my bucket list. It's kind of non-existent at the moment, um, just because of my circumstances. I think I'm very focused on what I have right now, and and and, and you think about for me as well. Like I've only sort of become at 
peace with this over the last yeah, recently. two or three years. Yeah, like very, very recently. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much protective of that as well. I don't want to have too many expectations for myself mm. because I've been so happy for so long now and I've been so kind of zen and kind of laid back that it's kind of like, nah, I can't disrupt the flow at the minute. But if I do, then, then cool, I'll, I'll add some things that I need to add. But yeah, man, like, I'm sure there'll become a stage in my life where this does get, get you know, monotonous. <laughs> and it just, you know, it is, you know, I get sick of working a kind of job and having just a house and, and I'll need more. But maybe not. I don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Again, it's, it's a part of that kind of not, not projecting too much onto my future, not pre- not projecting to and my mum's very much like life's too short it's that classic thing everyone says like just use it as an excuse to do some crazy shit <laughs> life's too short well oh, oh well but you know the essence of that is that like life's too short to worry about things in in the future yeah like cool plan plan do what you need to do for you it's, it's all personal but whatever you do set up your life so you don't have to worry about that, you know? And, and that's what I've been very focused on is how do I make my life as consistent and as kind of horizontal as, po- as possible so that I can exist in the now and not worry about the future. And that comes from stability, you know, financial stability, stability in my relationship, stability, you know, across the board in terms of friendships, you know, just cutting out all of the drama of everything and the drama of life because life's hard it's very stressful there's a lot of things that can throw you off so I think the more simplistic and consistent you can make it mm. for me is the kind of the best way now I know people that are the complete opposite to that yeah <laughs> like, like and, and, and you guys are probably going through that now where it's like they don't want consistency at all they just want to be explorative they just want new experiences like the unknown like is it, something that, but I've never been that person mm-hmm. like like I'm not like I would use I'd go to the a theme park I wouldn't go on the roller coaster I'd just hold everyone's back <laughs> I don't want the I don't want the buzz it's too much I need I need that consistency and stability it's like yeah you lot go I'm good down here like, I never watch horror movies like again what's the point is this puts me in a place I'm too scared I, I, I need consistency I need to know what I'm watching I need to do so again you're speaking to someone that went off and tried you know these high high aspirations but really have kind of settled down to things that do align with my personality which goes straight back to what you said about things just happen anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> so spending your time and your precious energy stressing about them it's, it's just not something you want to do now I'm not saying that that's you know those words are a fix for anyone that is stressful yeah. but what I have done is I've built a lot of things in terms of my foundations and I've added and taken away a lot of that underlying things which has enabled me to be stress-free so yeah if that kind of makes sense I've, makes I've probably sense. just rambled off on a tangent there yeah, that makes usual. sense completely I think that it's sort of a really good takeaway is like, you know, being being in the moment and realising that you are living even, you know, like you said, it's necessary, it is necessary to have things to work towards and to achieve. And, but it's almost like, regardless of if 
you know what whatever it is you're working towards whether it is building a family or um achieving sort sort of a a a goal in in life whatever it is like there's a necessity to just being still and just enjoying being still and being you know even like going further than enjoying the process just enjoying the moment you know you walk outside and you breathe fresh air it's like well that's a, that's a nice thing to do you know what i mean and i think that it's really refreshing to hear like even like you you know like you've been you've been almost on both sides i guess like you've been the person that was striving every moment had to be about getting that that you know that the, the next thing and now you're kind of on another side of it where it's like well actually like i'm just gonna be here and and i think it's like really powerful to hear it you know how necessary it is to do that just be still and just go no i'm i'm gonna be me i'm gonna enjoy this moment i think that's really cool and i think this this that to be to apply that to a normal like in quote in quotation marks life because so many people get that by living like obviously this like you know traveling and 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 career and they get a lot of that kind of satisfaction and from doing that and they find stillness away from the busyness of the life that we're provided here but you know i was really interested because i, I knew that i never was going to travel but i still needed all of those elements that you've just talked about i needed to apply them to a normal life like how could i do that like an average like house kids job how does that not stress me out? Because I, I'm not the sort of person that I don't feel like that's going to be good for me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like aspirations and this and that, and I needed to do more, and it was very negative. But actually, when you find stillness and you find the positivity and all of that, it just kind of makes things make so much more sense. And I think that's why I ended up working with young people is because I wanted to give them that support that nurture and, and the love really, you know, like someone they could rely on, like a big brother, you know, like a father figure or whatever, the consistency that I think underpins all of this kind of contentment and, and this ability to flourish. You know, you need that support, you need the love, you need the kind of the teachings of, of appreciation, gratitude, empathy, all of those things. Um, just, just, that's why I ended up going into that line of work, and I think that's why it really works for me. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, do you have a mantra that you go by? Do I have a mantra? Yeah. Like, have you worked <laughs> one out through everything that you've kind of been through so far? Like, maybe even like, even not a mantra. Then, like, maybe sort of a word or like a sort of line of advice or a quote that you would advise or live by or for somebody that's in a situation like yourself, like, you know, maybe young and aspirational, but like equally like, you know, needs to kind of find themselves. Yeah, I think there's kind of two sides. The first for me is like, just a shrug of the shoulders just a shrug that feeling of when you when you shrug your shoulders and you don't have a clue what the answer is you don't know you're caught on the spot someone asks you and you just just 
Russia rather than I. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't know. And just relaxing into that moment of, you know, I spent so long trying to find the answers. I spent so long, you know, trying to be proactive and actually shrugging and and kind of releasing the kind of pressure on all of that finding the answers and doing this and doing that helped me massively and just ex- and i suppose in, that's just accepting things mm-hmm. is, is is what i really mean you know and that's kind of you know same at work if things get stressful it's just struggle all right cool i'm not going to be like the ceo of a financial company because you know just shrugging my shoulders at everything that ain't going to get me very far in that sector but i will not apply unnecessary pressure to myself and to my life and you know i'm not and i've and i've said it i've had i've had discussions with you know leadership teams at schools and, and people like line managers and stuff and i just say look like you know i i'm not going to sacrifice my own mental health for this job mm-hmm. i'm not going to do it and i just stay very rooted in that like i you you know what you get from me on a professional level Mm-hmm. And I and I will turn up to work and I will, and I'll commit every single day and I'll do what needs to be done. I will go above and beyond. But the moment it starts battering my mental health, just know. And if I don't get the support, I'm throwing the towel in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm done. I'm like it, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's I don't think it's right. It, you know, I've always thought well, I'll just do something else. And my, sometimes my wife like. Oh yeah, you know, but you can't act like that because yeah. What about if you know we've got to support this and people think about the money and, and it's like well I'll just adjust my lifestyle. I'll stop. I won't spend there. I won't spend there. I'll cut back here. I'll cut back here, and then I'll find another job. I'll just I'll just start doing this, or I'll fall back on this, or I'll learn how to do that, and I'll keep myself afloat in that area while I'm learning that area, and then I'll just go off and do that. Like I've always my outlook and I guess my mantra is is to kind of lay back one like. Don't put any pressure on it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Like, don't sacrifice everything for something. It's just not worth it. I think that's probably that's probably it. Don't sacrifice everything for something. It's cool, man. It's. I think that like the the like the overall like words of don't let if it's affecting you mentally. Like if if it's gonna like hit, hurt your mental health. Then like why you know why you need to you need to you need to rein it in and and decide what's really worth it and I think that like you said there's always a way out if it is affecting your mental health like you say even financially even like there is you figure it out and I think that's a really powerful thing really really powerful I think we're gonna wrap it up as well if that's cool with yeah, you. Sir. Um, and 100% it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for you know sharing your your like unique less trodden path um, maybe one that like isn't so talked about really and I think something mm. that like is good to highlight that a less trodden path isn't necessarily just uh, you know go backpacking after quit school and go backpacking it is like it can be found in you know all sorts of walks of life i think that was it's really cool you've shared it so thank you 100%. and i just I thank you and i just want to say like 
I've got so many friends like yourself and you know, in, in the acting industry and music industry and this and that and so many people doing so many different walks of life, so many different paths and they're all great, like it's all awesome, like my way of doing things is one way of doing things and I'm happy with it and, I, and I'm so happy for all my friends, I'm never jealous of, oh I could have done that or I could have done this, I'm just really happy to see them doing their own thing, so yeah man, thanks, thanks for having me on and um yeah, thanks for letting me talk and let me share. I hope I haven't rambled on too long and hope someone can take something from this. But, you know, if there is anyone that's listened to this that kind of thinks like, oh, I'm in that situation, then hit me up. Like, just just reach out. I'm, I'm good. I'm good to chat to anyone, anytime, anywhere. Nice. We'll link your... We'll put your link in the, in the notes, however that works. Amazing. I had a great chat listening to you both as well. Yeah, Laura was here <laughs> the whole time. And just, yes, Laura. Just, just chilling, <laughs> just chilling, listening. I was just listening the whole time. The first time I've just sat there and just be like, yeah, Ben can just chat. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I hope I didn't talk too much. I didn't even let you get away. I mean, you could have cut his hair in the meantime, but uh, you know. Yeah, my hair is in desperate need of a cut, but a bit far you away. You need to teach so. me some stuff or send me the YouTube videos that you uh, learned from because he's craving a haircut and I'm a bit, bit shy of doing it. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be our next thing then you need it on your, you need it on your list of things to do yeah. learn how to conquer that and see if you, you, you cut <laughs> into awesome man alright cool um, we'll leave you there and to get on with you the rest of your Sunday but uh, alright love good man to, love, good... love to you both stay safe you Me too, too man bye 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 you have been listening to the Less Trodden Path podcast with Laura and Benedict Make sure you subscribe to us on whichever platform it is you're using. If you would like to feature on the Less Trodden Path podcast, then head over to our website, thelesstroddenpath.com. Thank you for listening. The Less Trodden Path podcast is sponsored by imakesounds.com, music for content creators. If you're looking for royalty-free music to feature on your own podcast, blogs, YouTube videos and more, then head over to imakesounds.com.